Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Free agency comes into the fold for the NHL today. And who better to talk about it than the one and only Brian Lawton. Uh, Nice enough to join us now, as he frequently does in the John Schuster Group uh, um, Coldwell Banker Hotline. And uh, Brian, it's been a a plethora, a a frenzy of of NHL news, you know, since uh, with the the playoffs into the the draft and for the wild, uh, what what goalie do we keep? All those things. Um, But it's been a lot of fun to follow. Today, NHL free agency. Tell me, when, when you were a general manager, how did you approach, uh, did you have a pretty good idea who was going to sign where before you ever hit the day? For us, it was all about preparation. And you could really see that today with how many teams were prepared for the day. Um, not a lot of money left in the system. You wouldn't know that by what happened today because it really was an explosion. But unlike in the past in some years where it might take mm-hmm three or four or five days to get through free agency. It was just an onslaught from the minute that free agency opened at 12 noon Eastern this morning, and it never stopped. Uh, And we're still waiting on some players, but overall, a lot of changes today, a lot of surprises. A guy like Johnny Goodrow had a chance to sign with Calgary for eight years, $10.5 turns it down, ends up in Columbus. For nine and a half, right? Exactly. Uh, You know, things can go sideways on you from both sides, for the players and for the teams. Uh, But overall, there was a lot of great work done today and a lot of uh, recognition of what was going on. This is one of the few days of the year when you can really affect the outcome of your team. Uh, You actually get kind of jacked up for it, Mike, because you know that as a GM. So, so today it, it comes down to a lot of right off the top. Who's got the most money to spend, right? I mean, I mean, and, and then after that, you go into your mid level and beyond. That's a big part of it, but you know, I I saw some really interesting things happening with Edmonton in the last twenty four hours. All of a sudden, they've got Connor McDavid, the best player in the world. They've got Leon Dreisaitl. They had a surprising run to the final four, and Evander Kane decides to stay there, something that I didn't think would happen. Jack Campbell signs a long-term deal. Brett Kulak also tests free agency and signs a long-term deal. So uh, it's not just about the totality of the money you had. You have to be willing to spend it, but you also have to be in a position where players are going to select your city, and that's a big change from the past. It's all about recruitment now to a level like we haven't seen ever in the National Hockey League. Well, when, when you, you know, what do they want to see, though? I mean, I mean, after the money, uh, it, um, they know the arena because they've played in it, whether they're a visitor or at home. Uh, what is it that you've got to recruit them with if the money's comparable? 
it comes in all different priorities for players, but it's money, geography, and winning. Some players will prioritize winning above all else. Most players will still have money in the top, but the what the organization stands for and what is it selling is more important than ever. And the ability to convince a player to win, that you're going to be able to win, it's huge. Absolutely huge. Never seen it to this level. Players are much more educated. They come prepared for this day. They have all kinds of ideas about what's important to them, but it generally doesn't vary from those three markets. It's just the order varies. I mean, so they want to know, I mean, what's your plan and who are you going to sign next year? Where are you at with this kid in the system? How detailed do they get? Really detailed now. I think a guy like Kadri's taking his time. He's looking long and far across the league. I don't think the money's going to be there maybe the way he hoped with the season he had. But the reality about Kadri is that he is essentially the best. And I mean the best second-line center in the National Hockey League. But he's not a first-line center, and he's not going to get paid like one. So now he needs to pick somewhere where he can go, have success like he did in Colorado, and hopefully win like he did in Colorado. The first question people always ask me about him, though, is, well, why doesn't he sign with Colorado? Because they got a million other guys that they want to sign, that they had to sign, that they have to prepare to sign in the future, like Nathan McKinnon. And that was just never really an option for him. Okay, they got one they didn't sign by the name of Darcy Kemper, their goaltender. He goes to Washington. How, how, what happened there? Uh, I think with Darcy Kemper, you know, Colorado – in my opinion, this is probably one of the first mistakes that I've seen them make. They've been so spot on on everything they've done. I'm not a Gorgiev fan. Uh, I'm not sure. Like, they didn't need Vasilevsky to win the Cup. They proved that with former Minnesota Wild Darcy Kemper. And Darcy was good enough to get it done. He got rewarded in Washington. But I feel like they saved a little bit of money by going a different direction with Francois and Gorgiev. And I feel like that could hurt them next year. For the amount of money they saved versus retaining a Darcy Kemper, I don't believe that move was worth it. Uh, we all get to be Monday morning quarterbacks. We'll see in time how that works out. But Kemper, of course, represented by Ben Hankinson in the Twin Cities here, signed a very nice deal with the Washington Capitals. I know he would have loved to stay in Colorado, but at $3.4 million, which they paid Gorgiev, uh, that just was not a match for him, and I certainly don't blame him for staying for that. Okay, along those same lines, uh, the Wild make a move to save. They, they save some money by by, by trading uh, a goalie in Cam Talbot, uh, and, and they get Gustafsson back. I'm not sure how good he is. You can fill in the blanks on that one, uh, but is it just a situation where they go? You know. It's not that we don't like you, Cam. It's not that you don't like us, but you can't be happy here playing just that many games, so we, we have to do some addition by subtraction here. How did you handicap that deal? I honestly did not think a week ago that the Minnesota Wild would be looking to trade Cam Talbot. I thought they were pretty happy with the tandem that finished the year last year, Flurry and Talbot. They played excellent together, but Talbot made it known. His agent, George Bezos, made it known that he wasn't happy about the signing of Marc-Andre Fleury. And I commend Billy Guerin for standing up and saying, look, 
we're looking for selfless players with a team attitude first. I don't, I didn't feel like that was the case with Cam Talbot. I know they let the Wild know how unhappy they were. And I think Billy Guerin wisely recognized that this was not going to work. And we're going to have to get this guy out of here. We, when players are on a team, if you want to set your culture, you have to make moves like what we saw with Cam Talbot. That's very important to Bill Guerin and the Minnesota Wild. That wasn't an easy decision for them, but they quickly traded out of him, saved some money on the cap hit, obviously. Probably are not as good off as they were with Cam Talbot as he's the better goaltender than what they brought back. Sometimes just getting cap space back and making sure you have the right players in the room is worth it. Do you worry, though, if you're a GM or a coach that, you know, hey, Flurry gets hurt or he goes cold and this guy could bury us over two weeks if he's not good, Gustafsson, that is, he could bury us in the in the standings if we're not careful. I mean, I mean, is it is it that fragile with a goalie? It's always going to be a concern, but Marc-Andre Fleury, you know, is one guy, despite his age, that I think is very spry. His flexibility hasn't dropped. His attitude certainly hasn't dropped for the game. But you're always at risk if he is injured long-term. That that could significantly hurt the Wild, as we've seen in the last 18 months, and it's really a byproduct of the last three or four years. We've had a tremendous amount of starters retire Ryan Miller, Corey Schneider, Pekka, Rene. We could name a long list of guys, even Devin Dubnek, guys that were starters for a while. They're all out of the game. We haven't replaced those guys yet, and that's what's putting so much pressure on teams. That's why the goaltending market was really elevated this year. In the pandemic, it was even more exaggerated because we used a lot more players than we normally do. So there's a lot of factors going on. That should release a little bit as we get some new goalies trained up, so to speak. But it's just like the rest of the world. There's a shortage of talent Hmm. and definitely a shortage at the goaltending position in the National Hockey League right now. How about the scorer's position? And that brings in Kevin Fiala in the trade. How do you begin to approach 85 points? And and, you you talk about doing it by committee and things like this, but you got to have a plan in place that says this is where we're going to make that up. Where do they make that up? They're going to have to make that up through their young players. Uh, guys like Matt Boldy are going to have to take a step forward. Marco Rossi is going to have to eventually find his way onto the roster. I love the prospects the Wild have. They've done an excellent job, in my opinion. Uh, they're battling a couple of fronts. Number one you know, was obviously by buying out Parisi and Suter. It has put pressure on their roster in terms of what they can afford for veteran players. There's no doubt about that. And yet they had a wonderful regular season last year. They have to feel good about that. It's always a tightrope that you're walking. That's what the Minnesota Wild are doing right now, whether it's in goaltending or trying to replace that scoring. But I do think they have it within. I still think they're an elite club in the NHL, and I'm not necessarily saying top four, but definitely top ten and probably even top eight. Uh, Anytime you're in that space, so to speak, overall in the National Hockey League, you've got a chance to go on and have a big playoff run. The Wilds still have a chance to do that, but they're going to depend on one goaltender next year and a lot of growth from some of the excellent prospects they have. Brian Lawton is our guest. When you have as many defensemen as them, do you, do you see much there that could be dangled to bring offense back in return? 
I do think that they have the possibility to go that route. I know they like their decor, and they should. It's an excellent decor. It really is a top five decor in the NHL. That's always a position of strength. That's going to give them a little bit extra leeway with their goaltending as well if there were an injury. Um, but that, that's a big decision. That's something they've been reluctant to do in the past. I would have thought they might have done it already, but it's worked out well for them. Could they still look in that direction? Yes. Uh, the market has been wilder than a lot of people anticipated ton of good players that are still unsigned uh, that just are not going to get the type of money they used to command. It's a good time to have some cap space and a good time to be in the market looking for quality veteran players that are just trying to do what Evander Kane did last year. Put me in a good spot. Let me have a big year and maybe I can cash in. Mm. We saw Max Domi and Andreas Athanasio both sign deals today that weren't really commensurate with their value, but those players recognize there's not a lot of money left in the system. I got to try to put myself somewhere where I'm going to get a ton of minutes, see if I can hit it big, and then I'll ring the bell for a four or five year contract. Okay, so, so like last week I'm watching the draft, and I know these are prospects and guys that are down the road, and, and you've been through it, number one overall, and, and I'm trying to figure out, you know, what teams look for. And I think it was Buffalo took three centers in the first round. Is that kind of like in baseball where you take shortstops and center fielders because they've all got great hockey sense? I mean, is that why you do that, or is it just because you're playing a numbers game? Uh, Every team has their own philosophy. You know, for me, I I always try to defer to best player, but as you're building out your team, as the Buffalo Sabres are starting that process, they do need to not only – grab the best player, the best asset, but they also have to have some consideration positionally. The Sabres need a lot of work down the middle. Losing Jack Eichel really hurts them long-term, but yet they've got a wonderful, the beginnings of a wonderful decor, a lot of good things going on. That's just one of those quirks, if you ask me. Uh, It may have just fallen that way for the Sabres where there's centers, but... um, that's not the way I would do it. Everybody has their own philosophy. Yeah, it might have just been, hey, this guy's too good to pass up on our board, and it happened three times. Nick Letty signed a four-year uh, deal with St. Louis. There, there's one of those kids that came from here that, uh, not quietly, but but he certainly built a long-term NHL career. Did you see that when he uh, uh, when he started on? Uh, you know what? It started off slow for Nick. Uh, He's built his career every year. I think he's a rock-solid NHL player. Even at 31, a four-year contract to me in the price range that he signed for, I think it was $4 million. Tremendous value for the St. Louis Blues. Good deal for a 31-year-old guy that enjoyed playing in St. Louis. I thought that was a real win-win. But uh, if if I had been working for a team, I would have jumped all over Nick Letty as a top 4D he still has it in him. I think he can do it for another four years. I think he's an underrated guy. That was huge value for the St. Louis Blues. Last question. Nick Bukestead goes to, to Arizona, so maybe that you know they got enough veterans in this position. But Logan Cooley goes number three overall, and he's going to be a gopher. Arizona's in trouble. You know They were so bad this last year. Is there a chance they make an offer that he can't refuse, or is he college-bound? 
I think he's college bound. I don't see Arizona. You know, I talk to all these teams pretty regularly. Yep. I I see another year of Arizona continuing to accumulate some bad contracts to get assets back for them. Uh, They're not quite through this cycle where they're going to ramp it up. I see no reason why they would possibly, possibly want to bring Cooley in at this time. I just don't see it happening. Uh, He'll be at the Gophers. I would say there's a 99% chance. There would have to be a massive desire by him to turn pro, and he'd almost have to force the club to do it, in my opinion. Arizona has a specific plan. They're accumulating a ton of young players. He's another good one for them. Um, But I don't see that plan being accelerated this year. I promise this is the last one. I I said it, but it just dawned on me. Kaprizov in Russia does not concern you, correct? It does not. Um, I think he enjoys playing here. He's got a huge contract now with the Wild, which he absolutely deserves. Uh, I don't see any problems with a player like him returning to the Minnesota Wild. Okay, that's all people want here. Hey, Brian, great to visit with you always. Thank you so much for giving us some time. My pleasure, Mike. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.